to the Nerdoplexy Movie Review Show mini-episode. This is where we break down our breakdowns of the movies we just watched, answer your pressing questions, and let you know what to check out for next time. My name is Reed, and with me today we have... Sam. And Dave. So, let's dive in. Why didn't they make Cadbury sexiest man alive? He's at least an adult. That would have been better. Still would have been buck wild. But he doesn't have money, so he's not sexy. I've never seen a, like a poor person as sexiest man alive. Well, he's not poor. What's a butler's net worth? They probably pay him handsomely. I don't know you can be sexiest man alive. Under seven figures. You have to be a famo at least. But you should also at least be 18. Well, that's a given. Let me just Google youngest sexiest man alive. This is going to be very <laughs> bad. <laughs> People's Magazine, youngest. Yeah, that seems like a bad combo. Don't put them <laughs> search terms together. Yeah. Paul Rudd, maybe? I don't know. No, but he's old, actually. No, he was pretty recently, so he's like almost 50. Yeah, they normally pick like a, a Gray Fox type. It's like an older gentleman. Youngest ever, JFK Jr., who was 27. That's acceptable. 27's fine. 27's good. That's fine. Like at twenty seven, twenty eight, like now you're you're finally a human because like you're like a pre adult yeah. right up until about twenty twenty seven, twenty eight. I think is kind of a turning point. I agree with that for men at least. Men are absolute idiots. Speaking of which, it was just Fourth of July. Anybody get blowed up a little bit? My fingies are good. I got all my phalanges. We had some fireworks that are legal here. And honest to goodness, based on like the stuff my neighbors were shooting off, I don't think they should be even a little bit. But I, yeah, I like to I put them in bottles. Although then I get scared that it's gonna like tip over and shoot. I, I, they give me anxiety. Yeah, I don't like to be near them. Folks like them, but it's one of those things that's more fun after it's over because <laughs> you're like, I did it, and I'm still here in one piece. I used to be more cavalier with that. I mean, in my wilder youth, we used to shoot Roman candles at each other like a duel. Very foolish things. And I, I mean, I, I like a big boom, make no mistake. But now, I don't know, I play a lot of guitar, and like I play a lot of video games, and I need my fingies for it. So I was going to light a Roman candle this year, and then I put it in the bottle because I was a little spooked about I'll blow him up. Well, you don't want to blow him up. You do not. Oh, speaking of, uh, this is an intentional one. Did you guys see someone blew up the Georgia Guidestones? What? I did see that. The odd thing is they have full video of them blowing up, but no video of anyone placing them, which I thought was kind of curious. They definitely got this guy ID. What did they blow up? The Georgia Guidestones. If you've never heard of them, they're known as like America's Stonehenge. Oh, no. It was built by an, like, an anonymous donor, but we absolutely know who it was. But it was these tablets designed as a clock, a calendar, and a set of guidelines to help repopulate the earth in the event of a disaster. But recently, people have decided that there's some sort of satanic meeting and they see rays of energy and shit coming out of them. So someone set up a bomb i just looked it up i've never heard of the georgia guidestones before yeah it's just kind of like a weird roadside attraction really 
a documentary came out and got people all like real fired up about it. I'm sure it was a super accurate documentary if people thought the Georgia Guidestones were some weird satanic thing. It came from 1980. I just Googled it. it <laughs> Interestingly, uh, the Georgia Guidelines are why uh, people was able to name Macaulay Culkin the sexiest man alive. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, nice. No limits on there, yeah. <laughs> Looser structure to the laws down there. <laughs> I'm looking over my notes here. We don't often have this segment. But when we do, you know, I like to I like to bring it up because, you know, we're not perfect over here. Sometimes we've got to edit some things around, smooth some things over. I did go back afterwards, and, and it is absolutely a Smellmaster 9000. Yeah. I don't know where I was going on that one. I, I mean, I like Smellerizer. I always thought it should have been called the Smellulator. Smellulator would have been good. Any other name I think would be better. But Smellulator. It's... So that was a thing. They do clearly state it in the movie. But the other thing is, I, I don't know who said it, but someone said the gold is off the lily. And I believe that the the phrase I have written it, the guild is off the lily, which is a kind of like a gold. But I believe it's a, the guild is off the lily, not the gold. It's no biggie. It was not right. Yeah, I said the wrong one. Or someone did, at least. I guess it was me. Yeah, it was you. There you go. <laughs> I feel like we all knew what you meant. In fairness, that was like 1130. You were sundowning. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That was a late record. The problem is I don't get up particularly early, but I'm like a bird, and when the sun does go down, I just get immediately sleepy. So, Oh, I thought that birds like to fly away on account of the Nelly uh. Furtado song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. But you do know where your home is, right? Yeah. <laughs> as long as he's in it. Fair enough. Object permanence is your problem. It's just that dark, dark sky, but it is the summertime, so... That's been um, shrinking up. I do want to take another uh, moment to um, thank Jared Dines from his YouTube channel for that very cool horse noise. That was awesome. That cracked me up. Fleshhorse.com needed that stinger. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to him and just say, hey, could I just have that little sound clip? Just like, give, can you give me the guitar of that if you have it laying around somewhere, please? Just like isolate that track. Because I do love it very much. It's very good. So, Jared, um, if I, I'm guessing you're a listener, obviously. He is now. Uh, so, if you can save me an email and just email me directly, send that to nerdoplexy at gmail.com. Just care of read, and I'll, you know, I'll reach out. I'll reach out, Jared. Thank you. Oh, yeah, the other thing is that the Bandcamp, I think I said bandcamp.com slash nerdoplexy, and it's actually nerdoplexy.bandcamp. So that was a goof up on my end. But that is up. You can pay a dollar to, to listen. You actually don't have to, but you, you can if you want it. I feel like the monkey bar should at least pay for it. It's not a stellar review. No, but it's pretty great. <laughs> oh, I don't have everything out. Yeah, but there, there, there's some stuff up there. We got the spookier spooky. That one's free. You can download that one. Put it in your video game. Um, let us be in your video game. Put us in your video game. If you put music from our podcast in your video game, I will stream that game on Twitch for sure. If you sell that video game, though, I would. You could. You could slam me a couple of bucks. Speaking of video games, in the near future, stay tuned to the feed and and that Twitter over at Nerdoplexy Pod because we're going to be doing a collab event. I think. I'm pretty excited for this. We will be streaming 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, the new game multiplayer style. We got a couple of former guests lined up to join us and help us take on Shredder crying in the gang. I saw some Bebop and Rocksteady in there. I'm pretty excited. I played the first level. It's so fun. The combat system looked very interesting. It, it kind of twist on the beat-em-up where you can build up points to do special attacks. So I'm, I'm very excited and looking forward to giving that a shot. So stay tuned to Dave's Twitch stream. Maybe we'll record that and, and post that up on the main feed as well. But keep up to date with all that as well over at nerdaplexy.com. We'll have... Um, some reminders there, and or if you want to just go to fleshhorse.com. It's so good. <laughs> what a great time that is. Okay, so should we talk through what's going to be the next comic book book of the month uh, club? Yes, we should. We're talking about doing Miss Marvel. The show is on Disney+. Plus. Ooh. The series boot by G. Willow Wilson and co-created with Sana Amanat, 2014. This is a cover you probably have seen, the cover of the first issue with like the black shirt and the lightning bolt, mm-hmm. just with the top of her head cropped off. That kind of iconic image. So that's the series. We'll be doing the first four or five, and I believe that one is currently available on Hoopla. It is indeed on Hoopla. Now, it brings up an interesting point because this is right around the time where the Inhumans were being kind of relaunched in the Marvel Universe, and it it deals a lot with that. And for a long time, that was supposed to be the MCU, how they were going to get mutants halfway sort of into the MCU in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they kind of experimented a lot with that notion and it never really took off and now that they have Sony and Fox stuff I'm interested to see how that'll shake out. They won't have to like shoehorn anything in there. I wonder if they're just gonna now because we're in a multiverse situation they'll just be like alright that's multiverse stuff there's a special universe for that I think both uh, Amanat and Kamala Khan are Pakistani with uh, Pakistani immigrant parents who live in New Jersey. And I think I'm almost positive that they, Kamala Khan and the author both have that in common. And that is like a real interesting aspect, like an immigrant kind of family in a, in a small community. And it really scales down the big Marvel stuff, especially that was happening at that time. And really focuses on a smaller story and a smaller superhero space in a really refreshing way with a brand new character, which is something that's kind of hard to pull off in the big tentpole publishers like Marvel and DC. I'm excited. I've been delaying watching the show until we talked about the comic. So, yeah, same here. I will likely read and then watch. I watched the first episode of the show and I have read this before, but I'm looking forward to circling back again. And it seems to be similar, but also different. So I'm also going to get all caught up on that as well. So hopefully we can talk about both of those things in conjunction. I fell out of comic book reading after I had kids in 2015. So I have missed a lot of this new stuff. This is 2014. Well, I wasn't caught up yet. <laughs> <laughs> no excuse. Got up 
<laughs> Got him. So I'm excited. This has given me a chance to go back and read some of, like you said, a new character in the Marvel Universe. It's pretty impressive. And it's not just like a new X-Man. It's a new standalone. I dig it. Really found a space that I, they're actually moving into where I think they're going to be bouncing in a lot of young heroes, which I'm kind of shocked that they put Ms. Marvel on Disney+, Plus. but maybe that's because I was kind of thinking that they were going to put her in the next Captain Marvel movie, perhaps, but maybe that's going to sidestep into a S.W.O.R.D. movie? I'm not sure. I always forget about S.W.O.R.D. that S.H.I.E.L.D. turns into... What does the acronym SWORD mean? Do you know offhand? Sentient Worlds Observation and then like blah, 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 reconnaissance and defense. But they mostly deal with space stuff. A shield is Earth-based threats and then SWORD is more of the interstellar variety, which makes sense. You know, they got all, all that Guardians of the Galaxy business. Sentient World Observation and Response Directorate. There you go. Marvel loves an acronym. They like an acronym. Yeah. What I like about acronyms is half the time when you say them, you have to also say the thing. Yeah, they, they definitely are <laughs> great time savers in that way. <laughs> oh, yes. And the younger characters. So you you got Ms. Marvel. They put America Chavez in the new Doctor Strange. I'm interested to see the younger generation because the heavy hitter Marvel characters have already been in the MCU. So I'm interested to see who they pull out next. I wouldn't mind seeing some uh the Defenders, some of those guys, uh, the young Defenders. Um, Do you think they'll bring the New Mutants back? Because they had that one movie. I really liked it. I saw that recently, and I, I did enjoy it. I mean, I liked, yet again, that it was a relatively small scale. It was a small cast. It was in a small kind of enclosed area. I was really excited to see... One of the dad characters who gets killed off at the very beginning was, what's the name from Wind Talkers? Nicolas Cage? No. no. Adam Beach, I want to say. No. I think it is Adam Beach. Yes, okay. Yeah. You were right. Don't second guess yourself. Sometimes second guess yourself. Oh, fucking Mark Ruffalo is in that. Oh, Jason Isaacs, too. I did just see 1917. Oh, man, that's a killer flick. Yeah, I was really excited. I just posted a, a review up on my letterbox. It's just so fun. I really enjoyed it. It was a kind of really tropey. It had all like the same war trope stuff. I was like, oh, okay, well, this guy and then this thing's going to happen next, obviously. Yeah, but done in a continuous take and it was beautiful. Yeah, is it one continuous take? Is that the idea? It's not literally done in one continuous right. take, but any cuts, you would never know that they were cuts. Mm -hmm. There's like two parts where it goes completely to black because the camera goes across something and they use those as like natural edit points but it goes for long periods of time without a single cut and it's amazing there's like kind of sneaky cuts but it added to the fun for me watching it and being like oh shit i bet you that was a cut right there a person walks past the screen and you're like oh, oop, oop, oop. i wonder if that yeah it's really intense it's it was just a really great time a guy walks past in a green morph suit covered in tennis balls mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i bet you they use that as a cut point <laughs> it's probably a cut <laughs> That's how they got Morbius into the movie. Oh, that's something I watched. The new Beavis and Butthead do the universe movie on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> how is it? It's it's so stupid and it's wonderful. It's a Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, okay. It's exactly a Beavis and Butthead movie. Is it as stupid as Do America? 
No two ways about it. Toe to tip. Excellent. That's a Beavis and Butthead movie. I had a visceral reaction recently uh, when I saw that trailer. Not like a, out of like disgust or anything, but kind of like a core memory. I was like, oh, yes, that's how they... It <laughs> changes very little from what you remember. That's how they look and sound. Interesting. Both voiced by Mike Judge. I didn't know that he did both. Was that always the case? Yeah, most of the characters voiced by Mike Judge, but yeah. Mm-hmm. What a weird niche that guy had, huh? I love that for him. Uh, we used to watch those shows, Sam and I. Like, oh yeah, our parents wouldn't let us watch it, so we had to watch it when it was on again, like twelve thirty. And what a storied career Mike Judge has had since. <laughs> no joke. Office Space, Idiocracy, Extract. It's pretty good. King of the Hill. King of the Hill is this moneymaker. He could have just been sitting fat on residues for King of the Hill. Yeah. Anything else is just icing on the cake, I feel like. That show is always on somewhere. Is it still going? I don't think they're still making new episodes, but it's it's definitely on in syndication. Oh, okay. Somewhere. That fucking guy, Boomhauer, man. That's one of the best gags. 13 seasons it got. Sheesh. From 97 to 2010. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's what I'm saying. And Mike Judge is yet again, like, a large portion of that show. He just had such a specific vibe. People were like, okay, can you do this, but like less? Give us like 25% less. Okay, cool. He's like an edgier Matt Groening that way. He's on at all times, but he has a specific vibe. Like all Groening vehicles look like exactly what you imagine when you think of The Simpsons. It seems like, quote unquote, adult cartoons. There are a lot that get made. But only a few stick, like, okay, so you got King of the Hill, like Simpsons, obviously. Then kind of nothing really. And I mean, there was some that, that were very good, but they didn't hit culturally. But then you get Family Guy explodes. And then you get um, American Dad. I think American Dad mm -hmm. is still on. I think they're still making both Family Guy and American Dad. There's a couple of other spin-offs. Is the Cleveland show still on? I, I can't no. believe so. I, I, that would just, I would lose all hope and faith in the world if the Cleveland show still was making episodes. I mean, That's just too much. Bob's Burgers just dropped a movie, which is crazy. Yeah, Bob's Burgers, that was another one that's just kind of, they just don't stop. I, I don't know. American Dad was renewed for seasons 20 and 21. Gross. Jeez. Put something else on. Make another one. Cancel those. Stop. They've been on a long time. They could end now. Well, it's just I just wanted someone else to get a shot. Cause what's the next? What's the next weird one? We don't know. Cause we got Family Guy. Get out of here, Family Guy. Seth MacFarlane. Family Guy renewed for its twentieth season. How does American Dad have more seasons than Family Guy? Yeah, but I feel like American Dad comes out more often. Okay. It blows my mind. Mila Kunis is on fucking season twenty. Like just still rolling in there. Like yeah, all right, let's fire it up. That's the easiest gig she's ever done. I'm sure. What's that, Seth Green? He's still, yeah, he's still rolling in. Yeah. They just have studios in their basement, right? And they just send their lines over. They just email their lines. Here's what I want to see happen. I just want Idle Hands 2. Give me... Absolutely. Let's reboot that franchise, huh? Yeah, baby. I love that movie. Mick Kevin Sawa or Devin. whatever. He's the dad now. And so his close. son His son's been masturbating. Ooh. <laughs> he has like a prosthetic hand. He tries to warn him. He can give him that... Uh, you get the arrested development treatment, and that's why we don't oh, leave our socks out. Oh. That's why you always leave a note. <laughs> How 
How would they get Seth Green to come back, though? Didn't he, like, go into the light at the end of that movie? Spoiler for a 20-something-plus-old movie? This time. Would he have to be, like, a ghost? I don't know. Oh, he'd have to come back. He'd have to come back and warn Devin Sawa that his son has got an idle hand. Just do the same thing Jamie Kennedy did in Scream 3. Oh, send a VHS. Yeah, of a much older Seth Green. (laughs) This is a terrible idea. (laughs) I'd watch it. Devin Sawa wouldn't watch it. I guess you could just do a full reboot. Gender flip it. Yeah, sure. I'd love to see a, a reboot of that movie. I also just like remakes and stuff. Yeah, I'm into that. I was trying to think of who would be funny to to be a replacement boy, but I couldn't think of it. The only thing I could think of was Timothy Chalamet. But... Yeah, he's the only young person I could think of. Yeah, I mean, we're <laughs> too old and he's far too old for that. Everyone else that I think of as like a kid is like in their 30s. I feel like Zac Efron is probably like 65 years old now. <laughs> yeah, he's... He was the last actually, boy that I knew. He's actually my dad, so yeah. <laughs> this is like a real children of men situation. There are no actors under 30. I wanted to say Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah could still play 27. I don't think so. I would pay money to see that. <laughs> I would love that. In like a Pen15 kind of situation where he's like actively, like he's in high school, but everyone's just like pretending that he is the character that he played in Juno. Just. (laughs) Can you get a Tom Holland? Or you think Tom Holland's a little bit too famous? He's too big. Oh, we could probably get an Ezra Miller. Uh, I don't, I think people would cut off their own hands to not have Ezra Miller in their Yeah, Ezra Miller, they would gladly cut off his hands for real. And he probably should have that done. Flash might not be in the Flashpoint movie at this point. I have no idea who Ezra Miller is. Oh, the guy from Perks of Being a Wallflower. Okay. Oh, he's the Flash. Yeah, he's a very bad man. Uh, I would have loved if they were like, we're just going to take Grant Gustin, the guy from the TV show, and just figure out a way to green screen his face over top of Ezra Miller's for the whole movie. Honest to God. People already wanted him to be it. Just do a couple of reshoots. Swap that baby in. They put Tignataro in for that. For what's his name? They did say, like, reshoots would be untenable for this movie. (laughs) Oh. You might have, like, 30 seconds of the whole movie that the Flash isn't on the screen. (laughs) So you're reshooting every scene. But they should do it. Because they can't can't not release it. It's too much money to not release it. But they also can't. Who gets in a bar fight in Iceland? I didn't know anything about this guy. <laughs> they also can't release it. And a bar fight in Iceland, Dave. That is. The, I got to tell you, that's the that is the surfacest of surfaces that you are scratching right now. I never knew this guy's name. I, I've only seen him in Perks of Being a Wallflower. I feel like it's gonna blow your hair back whenever you read an article <laughs> on Ezra Miller. As if the Flash had just run past. I think, if anything, if any any one superhero actor could have their powers, I, I bet you that Ezra Miller wishes he could just run time back about 10 years and just refigure this whole thing out because mm. he's in bad shape. I don't know. I don't know if you could get to the level he's at while also having any form of introspection. Okay, well then let's say if there were a real Flash... He would have to come back and warn him. This would be one of his jobs to run back. (laughs) (laughs) Recast this boy. Yeah, absolutely. It's bad news, Bears. Um, DC wishes so badly that he just got in a bar fight. They've been getting in a lot of trouble with that kind of stuff, with Ezra Miller, with Amber Heard, all that. Oh, no. 
Yeah, Aquaman too. I don't know what the, I. I mean, I feel like she's not in it at all. I think they replaced her totally, but I. I don't know that. I could be making that up. They should have replaced her entirely with King Shark. Oh my god, bottomless. Oh shit, two penises. We can only hope. <laughs> That's the one thing DC is doing right is that they're um, at this point it doesn't have to be all together. They're like, you know what? It's too screwy. We're just gonna do everything all the time, all at once. Who cares? Let's just get on John Cena's back. Yeah, just whatever. That show, mm. Peacemaker. Yeah, that's a good one. I think it got signed up for a season two like a second after the finale. Honestly, a second after the intro. Oh, yeah. I feel like, <laughs> they're like oh, oh, no, this lands. That, yeah. I had a surprising amount of heart. Big fan of that show. Big fan of a lot of people I've I've heard recently who are kind of ragging on the, like, the Disney Plus and, like, the superhero shows. But personally, I think that honestly is a better place for like kind of the Marvel MCU than movies because then you you don't have to have these big three hour long movies. You can just have a six hour long series. I think it's a much better space. This will make twice for this episode in particular for the Nerdoplexy bingo, but the ability to tell small stories like you keep saying, but in that extended amount of time is like you can cover so much ground in six hours on a TV show about a minor character. Mm-hmm. But I think the Disney TV shows are a little bit softer than the Marvel-like movies that go to the theaters. I mean, they eventually make it to Disney, but so like they're not rated R or anything. But it feels like the TV shows are skewed to a younger audience, just by definition. You think Moon Knight was for kids? That's the only one that stands out, is Moon Knight. How many are there? I think Loki skews a little young. WandaVision was pretty dark. WandaVision was dark, but it still had a lot of younger characters, I suppose, the kids. Uh, where bad things happened to them, so it was made for me. I don't know. <laughs> it was a show about sitcoms through the ages. I don't know. I feel like that definitely skews pretty old. That's a good point. You have to have some knowledge. Arrow, or you know what I mean? like That's DC. <laughs> Arrow? Not Arrow. What's that? That uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, thank you. He's my least favorite. That's a good one. That was a good series. It is a good one, but it skews younger. Mm. I don't know. Except for Moon Knight that actually had blood in it. The rest of them were just kind of like softer shows, I think. They are all trying to ride that PG-13 because if you can get kids in there, I don't think Marvel is ever going to, like the main studio is ever going to make a like a hard arm movie because those it's not going to make a billion bucks and any movie that's make a billion bucks is not a success for them anymore. So I, I don't know. Didn't Deadpool make a billion? Maybe, but that's not a Marvel. That was Fox. That's true. But Fox is owned by Disney now. Now, by the time Deadpool two came out, weren't they already owned by Disney? No, but they did say the next Deadpool movie will be rated R. So that'll be their next mm. attempt. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that one turns out. That's going to be interesting. Thor's coming out, too. I don't know that I'm excited, but I will see it. I think I'm excited. I'm going to wait till it's on Disney, I think, and I'll see it then. I'm hopeful. I read an article where Taika YTT, well, he has a Star Wars movie in development, and he had asked Natalie Portman if she'd ever want to be in <laughs> a Star Wars movie. And she was like, well, it was in three of them. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Hey, 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 that's it. Let's be in a Star Wars movie. I'm, I'm, making, I'm actually making a Star Wars movie. Uh, would you like to be in it? How would you like to be in the Star Wars universe? <laughs> that's Reed's classic Kiwi accent. He's got. He's been <laughs> cultivating for quite some time just for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Quite some time. We've been cutting that out, but he's been asking to do his Kiwi a- accent since the first episode. And he's like, please, please. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to slip it in. The question is, is he doing a New Zealand accent or is he doing a th- third grader who's having trouble doing his R's? <laughs> Well, I think we'll let history speak for itself. Listen to this, then go watch Thor, and then get back to me, and let me know how I did. And you can do that over at nerdoplexy.com. Fleshwares.com. Is the home for where you'll find all of the Nerdoplexy goodness, the links that you can crawl through and see about and just stay up to date on all that nerdoplexy business now if you're too metal to go to no that's nothing never mind flushhorse.com you can also do that one that'll get you where you need to go but thank you so much for listening please remember to rate review and subscribe while you're at uh, flushhorse.com you can also click a couple of links and join the ranks of the elite nerdies who subscribe at a monthly level and you can get a bevy of bennies. <laughs> All kind of fun stuff for that membership. The first prize of which will be you can pick an episode of a movie, hashtag no bummers, that we will watch and do an episode on. So um, head on over to fleshhorse.com to check that out now if you want to say hey and we hope you do let us know what comic series you want us to do next time or um tell us how good my kiwi accent was head on over to nerdoplexy pod on twitter where you'll interact with our social media korg it's dave you can hit me up at nerdoplexy pod or at the face of dave and as Reed had brought up earlier, you can check me out at twitch.tv slash thefaceofdave. Oh, hell yeah. We'll have to see what characters we'll be picking for that Shredder's Revenge. If you're on Letterboxd, you can uh, hit me up. I'm at uh, Reed underscore Nerdoplexy on there. Sam's at PGH underscore uh, SVH on Twitter. Stop by and say what's how. Join us next time for the movie we'll be watching, which is... Is it time? It's that time. Batman Forever? Batman Forever. Ah. Batman Forever. We're into 1995, baby. We're churning through those years. We'll get to 2008 sometime. But join us for, oh boy, Batman Forever. Here we go. The Schumachers. We're in it now. We're in it. And if you're a comic book book of the month club prepper, Miss Marvel 2014. Ms. Marvel, yes. Be sure to check that out as well. So, until we meet again, we'd like to leave you with these thoughts to ponder. I started watching Batman Forever in preparation. I got about 10 minutes in. And I will say that the Two-Face prosthetics aren't as bad as I remember them. They're worse. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) They're worse.